you're about to listen to the first of a number of Instagram Lives recorded at the end of 2020, introducing ideas and concepts and philosophies from makers from small businesses in the local area and across the southwest of the UK. It was a pleasure to speak to these amazing minds and learn more about their values and learn more about their ventures. And it goes to show as well for me and the wider Bournemouth community just how much is going on in this local area, which is incredible. I hosted these lives on my workwear page. I run a venture called Elle's Vintage Workwear, specialising in traditional European workwear. Think French worker jackets, that type of thing, which is all well and good. But as you will have heard, if you've recently caught up with the previous 10 episodes, everything has now moved to a central place. My Instagram account at L.Dean, that's at E-L dot D-E-A-N-E. Give me a follow over there and you'll see all updates to do with the projects that I'm running. But most importantly and most relevant to now, you'll hear and see all updates for Good Stuff Radio, including Instagram Lives, where future episodes will come from, including interviews coming up, including snippets of behind the scenes and other chats that I've had with other amazing minds in the local area and beyond. So at l.dean. Give me a follow. As for now, enjoy this episode and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Hello. Happy Friday. How are you all? I hope you're all good. And day two into lockdown here in the UK. How are you faring? I felt that the weather being sunny yesterday was a good omen. Uh, It could set a positive vibe for the next month. If it is going to just be a month, I don't know. Um... I hope you're I hope you're all well anyway. I hope you've got good stocks of whatever you need to get you through the next four weeks. Um I've pulled out Thanks! You like my hair? Uh I didn't know that it meant to be like this, but I've got to tell you, it's quite refreshing. Um the reason that I'm a bit late as well, or just not early, was that I had to do some sort of styling. Uh, I didn't know how to do that. Um, anyway, um, the jigsaw that I've pulled out is a Wallace and Gromit jigsaw. It's Christmas themed. And the first one I got for Christmas, I didn't finish it until April. So, uh, I'm going to start a bit earlier this year. Um, yeah, I hope you are all doing well. Um, just a little shout out. Uh, I've been helping businesses that want to be selling online to build them a website and a web store there are so many makers and creatives and small businesses that have been and are reliant on physical markets and this year shit's hit the fan and a lot of people haven't been able to trade um i speak to makers who are overwhelmed at the prospect of building a web store and i totally sympathize i've totally been there and it took me weeks even when i once i decided on a platform it took me weeks to work out what went where how to get X, Y, and Z to pull through from the back of house onto the website. Did you get that? Paused. I'm back. Uh, it sucks at the South Coast Makers Market. Again, what is going on? Loads of fireworks. Hopefully the connection will last. Third time, it sucks at the South Coast Makers Market. It had to be cancelled for tomorrow. Uh, the physical market, but Joe and the team are hosting an instant market. So check out at South Coast Makers Market. Joe and the team are going to be posting all about 
the traders who were supposed to be with them tomorrow. I'll be there virtually. Um, I'm offering free delivery for this weekend. So check it out online, www.lsvintageworkwear. Where all stock is all that's left for the end of the year. The next batch will be coming early 2021. So get it. I was going to say get it whilst it's hot. I don't know if that's the thing. Anyway, today, episode nine of Good Stuff Conversations, I'm welcoming Vicky, who was a favourite Instagram find. I'm going to let Vicky explain more about her jewellery and her craft. I'm just going to get on with it. I'm just going to invite Vicky in and introduce herself and tell us more about um, what she makes and why. So as if magic hello 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 Wait. how are you yeah i'm good you okay yeah very good thank good. you i'm liking the hair thanks very much i it's, thought it was going to be shorter uh, what yeah i um, thought you were like gonna take it all off uh, i like I, it cool i i chickened out um i'm friends with a, a, a barber here called mahesh and he and his wife bhavani were like whoa let's get i said about the buzz cut i was like oh, they were yeah. like you know just yeah. take it easy yeah definitely you do not so. want to regret that yeah. yeah so thank you i'm getting That's used good. to it but it does feel good to have nothing flapping around at the back yeah yeah <laughs> i just have really short hair and actually like quite liking just tying it back now but um it's nice when it's short it's lovely yeah refreshing yeah um, yeah where are you in the world are you in bristol is that right yeah yeah we live in bristol that's cool um, yeah, are you bristol really nice. born and bred no i'm from sheffield okay so yeah what, what brought you south um a bloke <laughs> out so yeah i know i kind of wish now that i'd made him come north but no bristol's really nice like we love it here and awesome. yeah really lucky i don't think we'll apart from going down to the seaside i don't think we'll go anywhere else yeah that is uh i did i grew up near bristol and i had i lived there for a very brief stint but yeah coming back to Bournemouth and, and seeing the coast was is pretty special yeah, um, yeah that's the thing I think it'd have to be something like that for it to make us move yeah but, for um, sure yeah cool um I haven't given any introduction you've probably just seen me rambling on about the maker's market no. and all other things <laughs> I suddenly thought oh, I probably should actually have a look to see if she's on and I was like oh god yes yeah, so no I didn't actually see any of that that's okay then talking about all kinds of rubbish all kinds of stuff um (laughs) so would you like to introduce yourself yeah um so i'm vicky from washington found um i've uh basically just make um bangles and necklaces um out of sea plastic so i go and i collect whatever i can find um out of rock pools seaweed sand um and then bring it all home wash it and kind of try and make it into something that's pretty and nice to wear and is worthy of you know being yeah sold (laughs) yeah amazing um I was pretty blown away by I love the detail I love that you can see the plastics within is it uh resin is that right yeah yeah it's bio resin so it's it's 50% sort of plant waste plant based but it's um it's uv stable but yeah it's basically that's kind of what it is it's how I kind of was able to kind of put lots of pieces together and basically like keep as much plastic you know to cram together rather than kind of making holes in it and stringing it or anything like that it was just basically like yeah just to make the 
the shapes of, but yeah that's really random cool. but it just yeah well i'd never seen it before i'd never seen either the the plastic being um not kind of melted down and reformed you leave it yeah. in, in the state that you found it but then to put it in this the resin as well so you can really see yeah. what a lot of people would think is rubbish that you never really look yeah. at in any great detail i think it's really yeah, really cool yeah. well that's it some of them are kind of left sort of like a bit opaque so you kind of can just get the color and then the others are kind of just it's quite interesting to be able to see what it's made of obviously the color stands out and if at a glance you don't really see it but then actually when you do kind of take a close look even when you put it in water it has a really cool effect because you kind of the resin you can't see and you can just see all the plastic pieces and it's kind of yeah so I kind of try not to like cut it too much because obviously some pieces are really big and they're never going to fit in so I have to kind of chop them up a bit um but I, obviously I kind of want it to be able to be seen for what it is you know because it's, it's got a story it's got a kind of a bit of fascination it's different isn't it so yeah I kind of I don't tinker with it too much you know yeah that's cool so how did wash and found start um so it kind of started i we just went for a walk on a beach and we were just it was about a year and a half ago and we were you know looking for in rock pools for you know whatever with the kids and then we kind of just started finding loads of pieces of plastic everywhere um and once you kind of start looking obviously you can't stop and we just kind of had handfuls of plastic and it was all kind of small and quite, you know, colorful pieces. Um, and then it just kind of really struck me of how, you know, this is crazy. Like this is what the kids are gonna, you know, get used to seeing, it's just awful. So basically we, we collected it all up and then kind of came home with it. Um, and I was just thinking, what can I like, what can I do with all these pieces and how can we kind of use it to possibly, you know, make something really nice but also have a really important message with it as well so I just up with the idea of kind of making it into a, into jewellery but kind of wearable jewellery that sort of you know is quite strong um, and it will just be yeah like a amazing thing to be able to hopefully make people realise the situation more um, and possibly like you know encourage them encourage other people to use it um in a similar way or you know anything and maybe even be able to you know pay somebody to help you know pick it up and, and make it into a bit of a you know a loop basically of picking up plastic and you know yeah. it kind of being a paid sort of you know thing <laughs> yeah of course that makes sense so kind yeah. of instead of you know everyone's aware of the plastic pollution the plastic in our oceans but instead of kind of highlighting it and having a moan about it and being you know frustrated and yeah. upset by you know another David Attenborough show showing us what yeah. mess we've made you're actually yeah. repurposing it taking yeah. the like negative away from it yeah. it's almost like the the plastic is the negative whereas actually it's our human behavior that's kind of got it to be there and it's our human behavior that can turn that story around turn and make that, it into yeah, exactly. something quite and that's positive the thing, like I don't think people are you know obviously not doing any of it on purpose and I really don't want that to kind of almost be anything you know I'm not out there trying to tell people that you know they, they shouldn't be using this plastic or whatever it's just really unfortunate how it's there and you know I'm kind of just saying maybe we can actually think of something else to use it you know do with it and uh, 
and that's kind of feels like that almost is the kind of fueling it the answer for um for the the stopping of actually having it there you know to kind of create something where people go actually that is really nice and you know maybe someone with more money and bigger ideas than me can kind of somehow encourage it yeah but, we yeah. get it off the beaches but do something positive with it yeah 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 that's cool so um how how did the resin come about is, is it just that you were kind of looking for a material that yeah, you could literally yeah that's kind of what it was all about I was just kind of thinking so basically each bra bracelet or necklace has about a handful of oh god <laughs> sorry let me just I've got a child who's <laughs> walk in completely naked I think he's escaped from the bath <laughs> sorry not at all um <laughs> yeah so yeah each bracelet has or necklace has a about a handful of um of plastic in it he's <laughs> <laughs> really up he knows there's something going on <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> oh, dear. um yeah so that is kind of the idea like each um each item kind of has a handful of plastic um or fishing there or you know um so i kind of don't want there to be too much obviously of the resin so i'm kind of getting that balance where it's you know it's capturing holding um enough yeah plastic to kind of use and make it worthwhile basically so yeah cool so what um what kind of critical turning points or what uh what's your journey to today you've said you started wash and found uh, about 18 months ago what's what brought yeah. you to that and brought you further on to today? um so it's a long story in a short story um so when i kind of left school i just wanted to um I wanted to work in TV and I kind of wanted to work in media. So I kind of pursued that for a long time. Um, worked in London for a few years. And then I kind of just started feeling like I wasn't kind of doing enough. And I just kind of, it didn't suit me. And I just decided that I was just ready for a bit of a change. And I started working for the RSPCA. Um, and then I got a job as a vet nurse and I worked here as a vet nurse. Um, and I worked sort of in an orthopedic practice so it was a really busy I was on call 24 hours a day and it was really like it was it was really good fun um but I'd always kind of been creative you know and I kind of didn't want to shelf that um so I sort of have done lots of different things but I, I don't I suppose I had sort of a really big gap with having kids um and then came to a time where like the three-year-old is slightly less of a handful um and I just I did I did a printing course at Spike Island at Bristol which was really good for me and I met a lady there and um I did sort of volunteered doing um sewing for um with a Somalian women's group and sort of teach them how to use sewing machines and then um I kind of just I don't know I just kind of start to feel more confident about actually going out and pushing myself into like a creative kind of area um and then also I think I read a book about um the things that you can learn from artists and it really inspired me and it really made me and also with the kids I kind of felt like it'd be really good to sort of to do something where I can hopefully you know make a difference and make them see that kind of if you've got an idea just 
go for it, you know? Um, so it's kind of, yeah. And then also kind of, it sounds ridiculous, but I started skateboarding and I really felt like I'd kind of come out of the mum mode. And actually that's kind of one of the things that I kind of really don't want to go on to too much, but it's quite like, I don't know, it's kind of quite important to kind of me to have these conversations and it not to be kind of, you know, back to kind of kids and stuff. So yeah, at this point, and I'm like, actually, this is, you know, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's just, yeah, it's really rewarding. So I think kind of a mixture of all those things just gave me that extra push to say, you've got an idea and, you know, it seems to be quite good. People like it. Um, maybe this is the right time to just, you know, go and try it out. And yeah, just had, you know, like a couple of, I just put a couple of pictures on um, Instagram and I didn't really think that, you know, I was, in fact, I didn't even want any followers. I was like, oh, I just, I'll just keep it quiet, you know. And then somebody found me. I thought, well, actually, yeah, I can make them. And my husband was just like, yeah, just, you know, keep going, keep going. And spent, I don't know, like quite a long time kind of working it out and, you know, prototypes and stuff. And then I just went from there and here I am, really. So it's, yeah, it's the very beginning of the journey for me. But, yeah, it's, it's good. It feels cool. like it's... Sorry, go on. <laughs> That's cool. That sounds amazing and really interesting. Do you think your, um, your uh, time in TV and media, um, how did, or how do I word this? Did that feel kind of in conflict with your values and who you really were? Did you feel yeah. it was like push you down a path? You had to be X, Y, and Z or how was yeah. that? I don't know. I think I didn't want it as much as I kind of, um, I should have. Like, I, I mean, I love the actual work and I, you know, part of me thinks I probably should have stuck at that. But then I am a bit of a doer and I kind of, I like making and I like creating. And, um, yeah, and actually, like, I don't know, it's the people as well. Like, it just kind of felt a bit fake after a while. And I just thought... I don't know like this is all right but maybe there's I should just try something else and then I just so happened to like I you know, really like working um for the RSBCA and worked for the vets that I worked at as well and it was just amazing like I don't know I'm a bit of a jack of all trades like I can't really settle you know I'm just like oh we'll try that and I think the creative part of me is just like I always wanted to be able to do it and the amount of satisfaction that I get from that is like yeah, that's that's a lot to do, you know. Yeah, you can tell it's better for me. Yeah, and I like yeah, to if that. you if you have to work really, you know, quite hard, and you have to just, um, I don't know, it just vet nursing and it just suited me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah. definitely resonates. That kind of uh, uh, portfolio career. If yeah, I, I don't even like that word career, but um, yeah, trying different things for sure. Yeah, um, I've definitely. I was thinking, um, like, um, do you remember that cartoon Top Cat? Yeah, and Top Cat was. I think the song, and maybe it's like stuck in my head from years and years ago. But it's like, um, not very good at, you know, anything, but um, all right at most things, and that's yeah. kind of me. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. Like, you know, that's fine. I'm all right <laughs> with that. Um, I asked about your your time in TV and media because I um. I felt that that kind of sense of competition never really 
or I actually felt really at odds with who I was. Yeah. Um, and so a psychologist, uh, Freud, would say, I don't know, fear of failure or some, some other underlying yeah. belief around that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just totally detached from that. And I think I actually spoke to, I spoke to a friend and I spoke to um, a radio, um, BBC Radio Bristol presenter today just oh. through a friend and she was like super competitive at the top uh, or right. to get into presenting yeah and that immediately turned me off because I was like oh, I just be can't great. be bothered that would be so cool like I totally but I can't it. I can't deal with the the forcefulness and the competitiveness and the mm. um I think you said uh you said it was quite fake and I'm, I cannot yeah. judge every industry the same but um no. I worked in I worked in law and I had a um, a job as a paralegal in an organization that used to pay for you to do your equivalent of the masters the lpc yeah um and it was nicknamed cashfords this this organization but the opportunities were so slim that it was just so dog eat dog even at 18 19 well maybe a bit older 21 22 yeah. it was like people would just crap all over you just to get there and yeah. i was so detached from that i was yeah. so like i'm not even gonna bother yeah I know, I remember like when I started working for the RSPC, because I was probably about, uh, if, must have been about 22, something like that. And I was like, I've sat in the kind of cafeteria area there. And I'd gone from like Soho, where it was just like, everyone's trying to, you know, be the next big thing. And everyone's, you know, working hard and kind of, duh. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Like, these people are the same age as the people that I've just kind of, the whole lifestyle that I've just come from and now I'm just sat here and they're just like just really quite calm just quietly eating the sandwiches you know just getting on with bucking out the dogs that's just like you know and when I kind of used to because then I worked on the, uh, the vets and I was just like god I like London friends kind of couldn't work out why the hell I was doing the job I was doing and then the you know the vet friends they were like what did you used to do and I'd kind of take them kind of like you know like sometimes for the weekend to go and see my boyfriend and it'd be like oh my god I can't believe this and it's just like you know the worlds are just so different aren't they and I kind of like that it's just yeah keeps you you know on your toes and kind of keeps you humble but like I worked so hard at the vets like you know constantly on call because I lived there but it was brilliant you know and it was just and I really felt like it suited me and I don't know whether it was kind of the maternal instincts in me or something, but I just was like, oh, I really liking this. This is fun, you know, and it was a really nice kind of family feeling. But there was definitely part of me I was like, yeah, it'd just be really nice to kind of be making stuff and just, I don't know. Yeah, so that's good. That's it cool. Kind of adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have certainly experienced in times where I've been really busy, life's been really busy, that I l lost that opportunity to kind of connect with myself and, and work out what's important. And I was always m almost fearful of, you know, the loads of people. I grew up in Taunton. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, th that area, um, Somerset. Um, and everybody moved to London because yeah. Taunton's just this, I know it's the county town, but it's still quite a smallish yeah, market yeah, town. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to move to London. And you just get so wrapped up in the endless things to do. And you said at the beginning of the call, like, am I doing enough? When you're surrounded by millions of events and, and free events and exhibitions yeah, yeah. and yeah. gigs and concerts, it's like, how can you possibly keep up with all of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think when I've been wrapped up in that type of thing, I lose that 
like what's really important and and mm. contributing you know and yeah. connecting is really important so yeah, i wonder whether yeah. for you as well you're doing that's... good and doing a great job mm. in the vets you know really helping yeah. um, whether that was really what kind of resonated that actually yeah definitely i just felt like this is this is good this is right for me right now and yeah i don't know like i'm kind of just like a you know fairly easygoing person so going to london and kind of but I mean, like, I loved it. I was really pleased that I kind of did all that and had that. Um, but, yeah, like, for satisfaction and fulfilling what I kind of, I don't know, I just, yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's, it makes sense. I, I hear you. I yeah, hear you. Good. Um, so what values do you think really are important to you and have they developed over time or do you think you connected with something that you'd always felt and you struck upon those values that you'd always felt yeah I think I'm kind of I just think I've always kind of had quite a balanced sort of outlook and I can almost tell like if I'm not quite I don't know if I'm not being true to myself then I guess like I can I just don't feel comfortable you know and I kind of like it's I don't know, I just, I guess I value people and I guess like I, no matter, you know, who they are or, you know, the old man next door or whatever, I just, I really like people and I kind of just enjoy, you know, getting the most out of them and making them feel like happy and yeah, I don't know, I just kind of think that's just really important to me and obviously, you know, um, there was a really cool thing actually, I don't know if you saw it on them. Um, on I think it was on Instagram today but basically it was like the happy chemicals and it was like um dopamine serotonin um all those different things and it was kind of listing the things that you actually you can do without having to screen and it was like stroking a puppy or giving someone a compliment or having a hug or all the different things and I just thought yeah actually do you know I kind of I probably do have a lot in that if those things in my life and I kind of almost know that that you know those things are good for me so um yeah I've always kind of been quite in tune with what is making me feel good you know and actually I think you know I love doing what I'm doing on it but if it didn't have an environmental element I don't think I'd be doing it you know I just I wouldn't it wouldn't kind of drive me on you know I think that's kind of quite quite a factor that like it's not only you know hopefully creating lovely things that people want to wear and talk about me proud of um but if it was if it wasn't to do with you know basically going collecting um, plastic out of the sea I don't think I'd be that excited by it you know so that's really cool that's that's quite profound I think the Firstly, what you said about kind of um, the val valuing other people. Um, yeah. I think my experience of, of people has been, and me personally, has been like, I've worked that out over time. Um, you know, you get lost in social media or you get lost mm. in um, stuff, possessions. Like yeah. my, my ph personal philosophy is from the kind of minimalist and, and almost Buddhist point of view of... Right. Um, things aren't that important it's the connections it's the people that are super important and I yeah that that 
I've worked that out and lots of people that I've spoken to have kind of come to that realization as well. But to, to have always kind of been aware of that, I think is, it's quite rare and quite profound. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think so. I just think, you know, I'm just, yeah, but I don't know. It's cool. It's, um... it's amazing. And I, I think, I think, and I hope that is the realization that, that people come to that, the value is in other people and yeah. no one's better than anybody else and everyone's valid. I mean, yeah. the, the reason that um, I've been thinking about a podcast for a while and thinking about this kind of um, good stuff, radio concept for a while, but the thing that tipped it over the edge was um, I saw Sandy Togsvig do a talk in, I don't even remember when it was, might've been January this year. Yeah. Um, and the tour was called National Trevor. And she really highlighted, or she asked the audience, who's been in the newspaper? And like 10 people put their hands up. And it was everything from um, somebody who had their picture taken when they were a baby in their dad's <laughs> arms next to a sinkhole that was in their garden. And then someone else was like a Commonwealth winner of something, medalist. Yeah. And that was all in this theatre down the road, Paul Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. And it just showed me, like, everyone's story is valid. Everybody yeah. has got amazing stories. Yeah, yeah. It's not about, like, influences and how many no. followers you have and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got stories. And, like, even the littlest, tiniest little, you know, part of someone's character, it's just fascinating. Like, I think you can just kind of, like, I don't know if you ever watch it, you know, but um, First Dates. I yes. absolutely love it. And by the end of the program, I'm just in love with all of them because I yeah. just think, oh my God, like maybe to start off with, they walk in thinking they're a bit cocky or whatever. And then you just like, you know, and then they like take you through their kind of, their, you know, gentle kind of delicate parts of their personality and like maybe a bit of their history. And you're just like, do you know what? I never would have known that had I not kind of, you know, watched the whole thing. And I just think, that if you can get a little bit out of people like it's just I don't know it's just really rewarding so totally 100% with you and that's why I love Gogglebox as well I yes. feel like they're all such special they're normal people yeah exactly that's the thing and like yeah. we have this really lovely neighbour called Ray and I literally I could spend like the whole afternoon talking to him just about like it's not even any interesting stuff it's just about paint and stuff but there's just stuff that I just think Gosh, you're so sweet like you know and I just think so yeah I don't know anyway that's a bit random isn't it but... no I think it's cool I I want to be more like that and more patient I'm I'm not yeah. very patient uh in life I always want to be like doing being productive and yeah. all that kind of stuff but yeah, for, yeah yeah to what ends I don't know but yeah valuing well it's kind of makes you feel good though being productive doesn't it like it's yeah I that's ticking off things it's good like it's better than not and I don't know yeah I kind of I get a bit grouchy if I've not you know I say it's not even creating like, it's quite connected to nature actually I think like if you I have a similar like experience where I've once I've been creative and like even if it's rubbish you know I kind of have this like that's I'm quite satisfied and I have that like you know if you go for a walk and you come home and you're like yeah like I just it just mellows you out I mean obviously not everyone feels the same about you know being creative but I think most people if you were just kind of like you know knitting or whatever it doesn't matter just kind of spend a bit of time doing something pretty mundane and simple it's just uh there's a lot to be said for it really do you think it's like mindfulness do you think you can get lost in 
<laughs> yeah, you get lost yeah, in something probably. that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and getting into flow, I guess, is the like yeah. buzzword for All it. All that like, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So how, in terms of the, your your values there of uh, connecting with people and um, making people smile, perhaps, and how that makes you feel, uh, how, as a value, do, do you live by that? Um, I just guess on myself. Like, I just don't, you know, I don't profess to be perfect. You know, there's a whole kind of trying to zero plastic you know unless you live in a cave it's really bloody hard and you know I will do we do our best probably more than most people but I'm not going to go out there and kind of you know make people feel bad and I just think you know you do your best don't you um so I think basically yeah just not kind of not you know like not taking yourself too seriously um yeah and just that kind of thing really <laughs> that yeah, sounds pretty yeah. good that yeah. sounds pretty good um do you find that there's lots of kind of zero waste shops and facilities in bristol yeah there are actually and i've just put my necklaces into them so that's really cool oh awesome yeah zero green in bedminster um yeah there are they're, we're really lucky um and you know like we're privileged to be able to afford to, you know to be able to go there and um yeah it's just it's it's really hard I get that you know it's not it's something that is comes easy and if you're not aware and stuff like that but I just think you know it's, it's big supermarkets they've got to step up they need to be doing more it's just insane you know if a small little company on a tiny little high street can do it there's no reason why they can't just half an aisle one aisle you know just put everything refillable it's not that difficult and that's why like you know we really try and make an effort to do all this stuff because you just think if you don't vote with your feet then you know what chance have we got so it's you know I'm not I'm not you know an eco activist or like I don't you know kind of make petitions and stuff like that but I do what kind of what feels good for me and what I know that I can kind of you know use my skills in to perhaps help and encourage other people to do it but it's just you know every we've got enough on our plates at the minute um it's uh yeah it's really tricky yeah absolutely so, yeah. room for improvement um but yeah. yeah i agree um i spoke to um nash in one of the early episodes of good stuff radio who talked about um eco anxiety that whole yeah. like yeah yeah how, how do you weigh things up how do yeah. you I can't I can't think now there think were hundreds like, of examples but how yeah, do you like and I think it is like a it's a female thing as well I like obviously I guess plenty of guys out there but I think like as a mum as well I kind of just think god like uh, you know we've got enough on our plates and then we've got to start worrying about that and I remember watching a program years ago and it was about sort of middle-aged women and they were all kind of talking about the stress of putting the recycling out and where to put it and all this stuff and I just thought yeah you know like we're adding to the the stress you know of uh, of the world and it's just it's it's not hard to to sort out and like using less plastic if the government tried you know far harder to make sure and there's um a woman in um 
Southampton that's basically just constantly showing pictures of all these nurdles, which, you know, the little tiny plastic, um, they're like tiny little plastic particles that you use to kind of mold into bigger pieces of whatever you want to make. And it's just insane. It's like, you know, a foot deep with all these nurdles. And you just think, surely that's like an environmental crisis. You know, that needs to be cleaned up. And it's just, yeah, these companies aren't getting, you know, pulled up on it. And uh, it's just not really good enough, you know. Mm. So, yeah. And it's frightening to see how much plastic is thrown around the world. Like, I just kind of think as well, for the kids, I just think, my God, you know, like my middle one sort of, I always go to the beach and we collect and he's just like it doesn't really matter that it's there I mean the old one gets it and I just thought this is the problem they're gonna just see this as like a really normal thing you know like as like rock pools have you know bottle tops in them and you know ring pools and stuff like that and I just was like no like when we were little that you wouldn't see plastic in in the sea so I just um yeah all that there <laughs> it's kind of just um it really makes me think god like we've got to do more this isn't enough yeah um but well, you do what you can don't you as well so. yeah it's um I, I think another example is where we are in the pandemic as well you know the first yeah. the, the first couple of weeks of march i was just stressed and I really had to bring it back to like okay what can i do what can i manage what's in front of me and i feel that way about plastic consumption and um all consumption actually yeah uh, totally. and, and I feel like I've I've come so far away from what I perceive as the norm in terms of kind of consumption of clothing for example mm. um that I feel really disconnected and can't understand that kind of Saturday shopping hall yeah. mentality yeah yeah um it's I know like it's I, scary yeah I had an experience in the supermarket the other day and I hadn't actually been into supermarket for ages and I you know we've been doing kind of the zero waste like plastic free shopping for you know quite a while now not with, with everything at all but you know what we can and I just was like geez it's actually like a lot of plastic bottles you know and you don't even you know like you wouldn't I wouldn't have noticed probably even like about two years ago I wouldn't have even thought of it and now I'm just like this actually feels really alien like this is like you know this is just insane so yeah when you kind of get used to kind of not consuming and then yeah and like you say clothes as well like I kind of I buy a pair of trainers like every probably three years and then everything else is pretty much jeans perhaps and everything else is just charity shops because I just yeah. kind of I really like it you know but um I'm not perfect and you know obviously everyone's got to live but it's um it just is starting to kind of go now actually like this isn't we shouldn't just consume because it makes us feel good you know yeah so that's um i don't know yeah i suppose uh again that kind of minimalist journey that was something that i had to unpick like why was i why was i consuming and it was the kind of it was what you know marketing industries across the world spend billions on it's getting you know playing into our insecurities and making it normal um so it was that like why do I consume? And again, speaking to Nash, she, she talked about not having, she doesn't consume in a, a normal way anymore. And she's stepped off that kind of normal bandwagon. Um, yeah. And even she was like, God, the really weird thing happened the other day that she was just sat on the sofa at half nine at night. And she was like, oh, I really fancy like look, buying a new top or something. And for her, that was so alien, but it just goes to show how a effective marketing is and how intrinsic it is to yeah. our 
mentality in this western yeah. society because it's just so yeah. normal yeah completely yeah yeah we could do something different yeah just like i mean yeah charity shops are brilliant <laughs> i know right um i i do very well i must admit when i source my batch of um workwear each time i do very well at the at the company in the warehouse that i go to um oh. of picking up old american t-shirts super thick cotton t-shirts oh yeah um yeah that's true because t-shirts aren't very thick nowadays when you buy them no just, or jeans yeah. jeans yeah. annoy the hell out of me these days yeah. i can't tell you how frustrating how much energy i spend on jeans really um, but what, i bought well you i just think one? they're yeah i just think they're crap now yeah um, yeah yeah I bought, uh, when I was in New York last year, I paid £15 for a pair of Levi's. So I've been wearing them almost every day since. Brilliant. Because they were super thick. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, 15 quid really as well. about that. Oh, yeah. God. Don't get me started on jeans. Oh, really? <laughs> um, it's just like you look at them and you see them for sale and you're like, I know where they're going to end up in like less than mm. a year. I know mm. that they're going to rip. I know that someone's going to put their ass through them or, or tear the crotch. So yeah. um, jeans, well, jeans are a big own, thing. Your dungarees. I do, yeah. I nice, thanks. Nice I love pro- the colour. That's so nice. Product, product plug right there. <laughs> thanks very much for mentioning that. Um, so you've mentioned um, like connecting with nature and how good that makes you feel. You've mentioned skateboarding and I did actually I see... Everything. I haven't got anything else to say now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got more questions, so you can't say that. Um, I saw a video of, uh, of you skateboarding. Um, was that like a bike track? or something they're like loop yeah we call it the humps it's literally like yeah it's the cement bike track so it's not like um, a gravelly bike track it's like a cement one so it is a bike but it's also really good for skateboarders it gets really annoying when the bikes come you're like yes (laughs) yeah so like i don't know i just um that all started because well my husband used to skateboard years ago and um and our boys got into skatering and then we were like, oh, let's get them a skateboard, like see how they get on. And my mum bought them one. And um, and so they just started doing it. And I just ended up standing there just watching, you know. I just thought, this is ridiculous. I'm going to be here for probably about two hours every weekend. If I don't just stand on one and have a go, like I'm just going to wait, you know, there's no point me doing this. So I just kind of, I just started having a go and it just kind of, something clicked and I just you know when you sort of slowly start to make a bit of an improvement and I was like actually I can stand on this and I can go along a bit and then the next time I go and and like yeah but I I mean to be fair we didn't actually do very much homeschooling at all because the boys were just at the skate park the whole time and my husband is he's really annoying he's quite addicted to it now but yeah he just um and it's it's one of those things without going back to the whole mum thing it's kind of just like do you know when you like you just kind of feel like I'm just past it now. Like that's just not, you know, I wouldn't, shouldn't be doing that or whatever. And you're just standing around. And I just, I don't know, it kind of, it was just felt like, actually, why the fuck aren't I just, sorry, just going and getting on with it and having a go. And so I just started kind of, and then I asked for, I went to the skate shop because I was like, yeah, I need my own board. This is, you know, and I kind of just said, like, I need some wheels that are quite rubbery. And basically I just want, the easiest skateboard that I can possibly find make it as you know fancy or whatever it is so they were like okay so they're just giving me quite rubbery wheels and I just and it's really tippy as well so I I don't I can't really do tricks but I can tip it so it's kind of I don't know it just moves easy so it's quite random but I just love it like because 
we surf a bit, but obviously we're miles from the sea. So this is kind of, and, you know, slowly I'm kind of getting better. Like I can't do tricks, but I really like going quite fast. And then I kind of, I can drop off things. I can't actually drop in, but I can come down bigger slopes. And I'm like, oh, like my kind of makes me shake. But it's that adrenaline that I'm like, oh, do you know, this is, this is making me feel good. And like, because you have to focus so much, or I have to focus so much. Because obviously, if you're not, you're going to wipe out. And that's kind of the weird thing as well. Because I've had quite a few like scabs on my knees. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, I'm 40. I shouldn't really be having scabs <laughs> on my knees and my elbows. In fact, all of us had scabs on our elbows at one point. And, um, but yeah, it's kind of just like, it's part of it, isn't it? It's like, if you, you don't, you know, you've got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to lose it. So, and yeah, it really like having done a whole load of skateboarding I come home and I, it's like kind of like the satisfaction and my it just you have to concentrate so hard that you can't think of anything else and it's a bit like because you surf don't you yeah but it's that kind of thing where you just um you just know it's good for you you know and sometimes I'm like oh I can't really bother to go or whatever and then I'm like you know, my husband's very motivational and he's like, oh, come on, let's go, we'll take the board or whatever. And then I just kind of get on it and I'm like, yeah, you know. And then it's really hard. So we have three boys and they're all kind of different. Like our oldest is really good. And obviously the littlest one gets a bit bored and he starts running around in front of other people and it's really stressful. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I just need to concentrate on what I'm doing. Just go away. And like, you know, sort of it's mommy's time. And they're like, yeah, go for a skate park. You know, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's my problem. Yeah, I'm doing it now. <laughs> give That's me like, you know, some space and like Hadrian has to look after the kids and I'm like right I can't my time because it's like see them out the corner of the eye and he's like oh shit they're gonna get hit or you know so you have to switch off so it's quite good it's part That's... of kind of like separating the mum responsibility from the kind of you know the instincts of just like no I'm gonna do this for myself and I'm gonna get better it's not about teaching you how to do it I'm gonna do it for me <laughs> that's cool so, yeah, being that's really important no it's not selfish i think so no, many i don't think yeah yeah parents like sense. lose themselves don't they um oh jeez totally yeah i, I mean, mean i have and yeah. i didn't but i think that's what this is all about for me as well it's kind of basically enabling me to just do something for myself you know mm. and uh and that's what's really nice <laughs> yeah and being able to work from home and stuff so yeah it's um but it it's like early days we'll see where it goes I have I went down to um Cornwall on um a couple of days ago and met a really well I, I randomly put an advert out for a beach cleaner and um this 14 year old boy called Tom has come back to me and I went and met him and I was just like oh my god you're so sweet but he's yeah basically I'm just gonna pay him and hopefully fingers crossed depending on how it goes and stuff um he can potentially just post up whatever he finds recycle what you know what he finds and it, we can have this kind of nice system really where like obviously I'd love to go to the sea and be kind of collecting myself but it's not feasible um and I just got to work all these things out I don't know I don't know it might work it might not we'll see that's a good idea because it's uh you know pocket yeah. money for him a little bit of well, income for it. him and yeah. you get what you need for your craft and know yeah. that you're you're doing yeah. good thing as well that's cool and he's gonna take some pictures and stuff and he's a homeschooled boy and I just think oh you know that could actually work really well and then hopefully he'll get to kind of know where to look and like after a storm and stuff like that so yeah I mean I think like I don't know whether I'm quite 
sort of living in a bit of dream world. But if if I can somehow pay for people to beach clean, I just think that would just be amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But um, it's not, probably not going to make a jot of difference. But if it's, I don't know, maybe in years to come, it'll inspire him or whoever to do something similar and we can kind of get out of this mess. But I kind of just think there's, there's more way, than one way to kind of like deal with this situation and maybe this I don't know might help a bit <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. so on a day-to-day -day basis like you've mentioned a few things but on a day-to-day -day basis like what's your good stuff what makes you feel good uh um I think probably I know that skateboarding makes me feel good definitely um and I think just have like a balance of everything that's you know you know that you've I don't know done as much as you kind of can for yourself a little bit for kind of you know your family and just kind of keeping keeping everything ticking and I don't know there's lots of different things that I kind of think are really important to kind of keep on top of and sometimes when you're not you know looking after one aspect of yourself or you know you might feel like oh god I've not perhaps spoken to my parents for ages and that kind of starts slowly to me oh god I really should give them a call or you know like I haven't you know I don't know done taking the boys outside and kind of made sure that they are getting the kind of the nature hit that I think it's really important that they kind of I don't know have have appreciation for kind of the free things which are you know around us creativity and nature is kind of those things that you know that no matter what happens having much money or little money hopefully you can kind of always go to those things and they will maybe even remind you of your childhood but you're just gonna kind of get a good hit of um a good feeling and you know I think it's really important to make sure that you get that from things where you're not consuming you know mm. um yeah so cool that kind of stuff Oh, sounds amazing. And um, where can we find you on online and sh any shops you're stocked in and your Instagram as well? Yeah, um, so I've got a few on Etsy. Um, I'm really rubbish with uploading. So sometimes I'll just take a big picture on Instagram and say, look, this is what I've got. And I kind of like the idea of being able to kind of go, like, this is what I've made from like the last week's collection. Um, you know, if you like anything, obviously, like, give me a shout then I don't have to upload it and describe it all and stuff. Um, so that kind of works quite well for me. I don't, I quite like it when people say, have you got anything like this, that and the other, and I can kind of make some stuff. Um, so yeah, Instagram and Etsy, and then um, the shops in Bristol. So it's a really cool shop called Frankly, which is down by Whopping Wolf. I don't know. If, have you been to Bristol recently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last month, September. Oh. Was that last month? No, month before September. Oh, it's, ah. it's a while ago. Yeah, it's not yeah. that long ago. Oh, um, the next time you're here, you should give me a shout. I will definitely. That. That'd be really cool. Definitely. Absolutely, really good. Um, yeah. So, frankly, on Whopping Wall, she's just opened a week before lockdown. Bless her. So she's had to close again. Um, she's been amazing, and all her stuff is kind of from basically charities and everything's kind of gifts, but they're also doing really good things as well. Um, and then Zero Green, and then on Embedminster on North Street, 
and then also there's a um, gallery in Penzance, a little gallery in Penzance. Um, so yeah, they have a few as well, but mostly like on Etsy, or just give me a message on Instagram, and I'll try and make you something. Okay. <laughs> Out of the hoard of plastic that I am amassing at the minute, <laughs> um, I'm going to introduce you to our uh, zero waste shop in yeah, Bournemouth called Almond yeah. and Co. Because um, be they have some accessories, I think. Um, right. And I think there's a huge beach culture here um, really in Bournemouth. Really so good. it might be a good good connection. Might resonate. Yeah. 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 Um, Thank you. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I would absolutely love to meet up for a coffee or, or a pint if we're yeah. allowed. Yeah. Um, soon. Or a bake. Sometime. Yeah. We'll start with a coffee start and then we'll go for a pint. Oh, my God. I can't Don't. wait to go out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I'm just so excited. I do this exercise class on a Thursday. It sounds really naff, actually. But it's no. called Raving Fit. And I actually, they just turn the lights out. I mean, it's in like a, a church hall. So it is like being a brownie again. But they turn the lights out. They put laser lights on. And they just start pumping out rave music for an hour. And I'm just like jeez this is just so good I just love it and it's kind of my yeah I always need to get drunk before I go actually that's what I should do next time just um yeah go for it go crazy <laughs> and that's an exercise class somebody's yeah. somebody's cashing in there <laughs> yeah. definitely oh, it's, it works it does the ticket definitely like I don't do any exercise I don't do running or anything particularly I hate it but this just like Good. sounds immense sounds very good yeah cool cool well thank you so much for joining oh, me it's been a pleasure you. to thank talk you for to asking you asking me to join you i'm really honored that's good cool yeah. well yeah thank you free yes oh, thank you all good give me a shout if you're in bristol i will uh, cool. take care and i yeah, hope too. to meet you soon yeah cool, cool. all right Cheers. Take care. Bye. bye I really hope that you enjoy listening to these episodes as much as I enjoy creating them. What an amazing, varied selection of stories and insights and values I learn from every single guest. Be sure to check out the social handles that they share within the episodes and give me a follow as well on Instagram. If you're interested in more Good Stuff Radio episodes, Instagram Lives, updates sneak peeks behind the scenes hopefully coming soon a simplicity or minimalism agony aunt type feature yeah if you're interested in that and all updates from Elle's vintage workwear as well you'll find it all at l.dean at e-l dot d-e-a-n-e I look forward to connecting with you bye